Hey everybody and welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 11 and I am Ben Wyatt. Thank you very much for tuning in and I just want to start the show by saying a huge thank you to everyone who has listened so far. Today I found out that we'd broken into the top 100 of the iTunes charts within the food category, which is unreal. So thank you to the people who have left a rating or a review. If you haven't, please do so at the end of this episode so that we can keep climbing the charts. In today's episode, I got to chat to Cara, who is the creator of the Uplift brand. She is not only a qualified dietitian, but she is also an expert in gut health. A lot of media attention has been given to gut health recently and its benefits in numerous ways to an individual. Cara, who has been studying this subject for numerous years, has taken this one step further and has decided to create a brand which is all about gut health. She has created this brand which has been launched in Australia and America and in today's episode we get to chat about her journey from how it all started until recently where she has just had some heavy investment by Mondelez International which just shows that she is doing something huge and is going in the right direction. Love this episode. Absolutely amazing to record with Cara. Hopefully we get to chat to her again. But this is episode number 11 and Cara's story. And you are listening to the Retail Ready Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt. Your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. I am with Cara, who is basically come over from New York to Melbourne to do this podcast. So absolutely uh, honoured um, <laughs> for your time. So we're sitting in your kitchen. Um, we start literally. We've we've known each other for nearly a year, and you have now a brand called Uplift, which just seems to be all over the news at the moment. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. Uh, how, how's things? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be in Australia. Uh, I'm visiting for a couple of weeks purely to come and be here for this podcast, Fantastic. obviously. That's what we want. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uplift Food, I launched it in March in last year, so in 2018. What a journey you've and had then. Yeah, it's been a huge year and year and two months now, wow. year and a month. Uh, so, yeah, started it in Australia, which is around the time that I connected with you. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after I launched it in Australia, uh, I actually got invited into one of the top food accelerator programs in New York. And I'd already been living there, so... I, so it sort of made sense for me to go back when the opportunity struck. Yeah. So I literally in 24 hours between being offered the spot in the accelerator and the accelerator starting yeah. the end, of, like following that weekend, uh, I just signed the contracts and jumped on a plane. That's crazy. Uh, so I continued to sort of build Australia from afar, but went through that accelerator program and then sort of a whole lot of things have unfolded, which I guess we'll go into today. But So now you're an international brand. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I incorporated the US yeah. company pretty much then and there. So I already had set up a company in Australia. Yep. So they are 
they are connected, yeah. uh, but they are still two separate entities as well. Uh, and so it's been, for me, that's been another whole nother ball game. Uh, you know, when you start up as a startup, you sort of think you'll start small and you'll gradually yeah. build up and that perhaps you'll do operations in one country and just export. Well, no, I actually like set up two companies and wow. I've set up operations in both countries, uh, managed Australia without any staff. <laughs> Still don't have any staff in Australia. Uh, I just have my, I'm a director of the Australian yeah. company and I'm the CEO in America. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But for the people listening, it's probably just not happened like this whirlwind over the last year. It's <laughs> yeah. just not happened overnight though. Like what's your, you're a dietitian Correct. background here. Yeah. So I am an accredited practicing dietitian or in America, that's a registered dietitian. Oh, okay. And uh, I had specialized, I had two, two sort of prongs to, to my expertise. Yeah. So the area of nutrition that I focused on was always around the connection between gut health and mood. Okay. And I wrote a book about that now seven years ago oh, okay. so it well which, before it's right. time which makes the connection then with the uplift brand. correct Fantastic. uh and so and then once i wrote that book and specializing in that area mm -hmm. i was very much media fronting so pr was kind of my area where yeah. i would go and talk to the media about that element of nutrition but then secondly on the side i was a consultant to food companies trying to help them with product innovation okay so trying to help them make healthier products that had unique sort of selling points and and i think it was i hit this point where i thought i've got this area of expertise it seems to be getting hotter and hotter yeah. in terms of the media kept coming to me asking me about it and none of the brands or the companies that i tried to suggest create almost this yeah. brand Everyone was too risk averse. No one wanted to go there. Uh, you know, the, the science was too emerging. Mm -hmm. And and so I thought, you know what? Oh, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. Wow. Yeah. And what made you get into, like, when you were a dietitian, mm -hmm. going into gut health? Which What made you go into that direction? Because that would have started before even people yes. knew what gut health these days. Well, I don't even think they actually have a clue. <laughs> We're getting there. Getting, We're getting there. there. Yeah. Uh, so when I back in 2012 uh, is when I went when I first went to America, mm -hmm. and at that time I decided I wanted to write a book, and I wanted to pick an area that I felt I could relate to, and that most a lot of people could relate to. And so at the time I was actually going through quite a stressful life event personally, and I thought, well, I'm already a dietitian. There must be some way that food can affect your mood. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I started doing researching and, you know, looking through all the scientific papers and everything kept leading me to this, you know, gut-brain okay. connection yeah. and to prebiotics. And no one was really talking about it, though, publicly. And yeah. it was definitely – now the science is called psychobiotics. But before okay. then, it was – it was hush-hush, so I found out all this information about how having an anti-inflammatory diet and how your gut health both could prevent depression yep. and support mood. So that's where it started from, and the more I dug, the more I found. Interesting. Uh, and it's what's really interesting, I guess, from the science side is that it, it's sort of known that over the last 10 years, there's been this rapid explosion of gut health information yeah. and particularly around gut health research around mental well-being. So to me, it's almost like... When I stepped into it, it's when this explosion took yeah, place. Okay, yeah. So I've seen it continue to unfold uh, and being right in the heart of it the whole time. Interesting. And why do you think it's exploded? Like, what's Do you think that because there's more science out there or do you just think someone's now realised or companies 
do you think food companies have jumped on board to realize the connection or I don't well when definitely around gut health there's yeah. a lot of uh, corporates that are start investing in that research but there also has been a lot of uh, government-funded okay. uh, initiatives globally uh, looking at the way that the microbiome uh, affect, and, and the effects of the microbiome on our well-being. So I think that it was actually more aligned with when that re- big, big research came out uh, across the globe, then smaller studies continued to okay. unfold after. That's un- unbelievable. So then <laughs> you've done all your research, you saw a gap in the market, mm. and then you decided to, to go... Okay. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so what's so what's your brand about? What's what's I've I've got a bag of your products on my yes. desk at work, and it goes into my Berkshire Muesli awesome. every morning. So I'm 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 a fan, and uh, I love meeting consumers. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was, it was always good. It's always good to try uh, the product. Um, yes. What. So how did that come about and what is, what is it for yep. the people listening so that they can buy it? Okay, so, well, Uplift Food I've built as a brand mm-hmm. uh, so that I can put many products underneath it. Uh, as And the focus of the brand is around people understanding the connection between your gut health and your mood. And by consuming what we call prebiotics, mm-hmm. the food for the probiotics, yeah. we can ultimately cause all the probiotics we naturally have inside of us to flourish and to then have those beneficial effects on our mind. And so the first product that I developed was called the Daily Uplifter, and that is a powdered natural supplement. Uh, And that was done with quite a lot of purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a reason I launched with the supplement, even though my always my vision has been to create a functional snacking food company. Uh, And I did that, one, because bringing a powdered product to market is you know, one could say is, is a more rapidly available product yeah. to make. You can, you sort of, you don't need to be looking at baking or, or, you know, different yeah. machines. It's just, you blend all the powders together and yeah. there it is. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> it certainly has been a task, uh, but, but it, it was more straightforward. And secondly, it also, uh, it allowed me to sort of test the market. It allowed me to make sure that people were ready for a brand <laughs> that focused around the gut-brain connection yep. as opposed to spending two years in research and development yeah, okay. uh, in terms of for the, for the product rather than just the science and uh, being able to, which you would may need to do if you yeah. were doing a, a ready-made yeah. product. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, uh, especially in America, they let you talk a lot more to nutritional elements when, you fo- when you're in the supplement industry. Okay, Once yeah. you go into food, there's a lot more regulations. Yeah. yeah, so given the uh, complexity of the science, I thought I want to build the integrity into my brand through this first product that I can talk to and educate. Okay. And then after that, any roll-on product people will just kind of understand is associated with that gut-brain company. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Daily Uplifter is, a, as I said, a natural powdered supplement mm-hmm. it is uh, vanilla flavored mm-hmm. uh, organic and it fits a lot of specialty diets in terms of vegan and ketogenic yep. and everything under the sun but really what it's about is not it's not just about what's not in it it's about what's in it yeah. i feel like a lot of products they can say they're sugar-free dairy-free egg-free nut everything free but then like what's in it and it's not always that nourishing mm-hmm. uh, and so for me it was about focusing on including ingredients that had science to support their benefits either in specifically gut health or in in mood yeah. uh, and so i've got things like green banana flour which is a prebiotic resistant starch i've got jerusalem artichoke in levels that have been supported by science yeah. uh, to have a prebiotic beneficial effect i've got uh, specific probiotics that have got 
been shown to support mood and then anti-inflammatory nutrients like vitamin D coming from high vitamin D mushrooms. Uh, and so like, as you can see, like really like interesting blend. And, and I guess it came from, I was always playing with these ingredients in my kitchen. Okay. And then I was on my Instagram. I was previously known or I still am, but I'm not as active, unfortunately, uh, as traveling dietitian. Uh, and, uh, so I would make all these concoctions mm. and people would be like, Cara, this sounds amazing, but I'm never going to buy all those ingredients. Yes. <laughs> so I thought, all Firstly, right. where'd you find all those ingredients? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that would be one of the tasks. Yeah. yeah. So, so I used to, I guess I used to order things and I used to call up the manufacturers directly and say, can I try your product and mm-hmm. this, but I guess I'm, you know, not, I'm not everyone yeah. and I respect that. Uh, so I thought if I put it all in the one place and make this really simple and easy, people can, as you, you know, you mm. said, you can add into a smoothie, you can mix it with milk or plant-based yeah. milk. You can sprinkle, some people sprinkle it over their cereal and their, the milk in their cereal. Okay. Yeah. It can go with so many things. Anything. Yeah. And yeah. That's correct. And is it safe for all? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm giving a bit to my daughter and, yeah. and yeah. products like what you're doing, I think people... I've got to the conclusion sometimes the supplement side is yeah and that's where you've got to kind of go then if it's not safe for everything everyone mm-hmm. what is in that product but it okay. seems like there's a nice yeah. ingredient deck and, uh, it is definitely yeah. I mean I always recommend uh the health professional inside yeah. me always says if you've got a specific condition mm-hmm. that like best you check with uh, either your medical practitioner or with yeah. your dietitian who knows your uh knows you personally uh but in terms of you know technically the safety it should be fine for yeah. pregnant and lactating women it should be fine for children I just recommend they have it in a much smaller, smaller dose uh, with their little guts and all the change that's going to take yeah. place by feeding all those probiotics to them. But I'm finding that a lot of young mothers who purchase the product are sharing it with their family yeah, and okay. both partners of theirs as well as children yep. are loving it. So that's been very positive. Fantastic. Yeah. And then where's where's the next step now? So you mentioned a snacking range. Are yeah. You, are you building that or are you just still being flooded with... Uh... <laughs> uh, so so what happened, what's happened is that, no, my vision was always to create a snacking brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have been, again, in my kitchen, slowly mm-hmm. working away. And then obviously you need to cha- transfer whatever you create in your kitchen is not what is going to become a commercially viable yeah. product, mm-hmm. uh, which is sad because it would have been lovely if, yeah. you know, you can just keep it exactly as is. Yeah. Uh, but through a lot of backwards and forwards with some manufacturers, co-manufacturers uh, in the USA. Uh, I've gotten to a point where I believe it's actually amusing that you're interviewing me today because uh, basically between last night and I suspect tonight Mm -hmm. I will be signing off on my formulation uh, so that we can go into the first uh, pilot production Ah, run uh, and we would suspect that that'll be ready and the goal is to launch in the US with this range in uh, September this year. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and probably jumping back two months ago, I'm guessing uh, the big news that was flooded all over LinkedIn and all <laughs> over the media has um, that helped. So I'll, I'll let you explain yeah, kind sure. of, um, well, a big company coming and approaching you, to be honest. <laughs> so Mondelez International, uh, who are best known for products like Oreos or Belvita or Cadbury, uh, many brands. Yeah. Uh, they took they took a liking and an interest to Uplift Food. Uh, it's been really wonderful. Uh, it's really wonderful the way they've they've warmed to the brand. Yep. Uh, they they basically 
were introduced to me at the accelerator that okay. I was a part mm-hmm. of. The innovation team uh, came one day to see what was going on and we just clicked straight away. Fantastic. And it took about a year of connecting and talking. They did not yet have a venture arm set up at that point. Okay. And that's their Snack Futures uh, project. That yeah. So their Snack Futures venture arm was only established a few months ago. Okay. But prior to that, I'd connected with them and I was trying to find ways to work with them. So I even created a proposal of how I could have an incubator within their company oh, wow. before they started. Yeah. And we we actually went forward with a part of that. Yeah. Uh, and I got to go in and work with their product technologists and their um, product developers whilst, you know, you know, in return, there was things like I was using my dietitian hat to sort of help them yeah. see some healthier ways of making products. And I was really happy about that because I obviously would like the food supply in general to How just keep be? getting yeah. better. So I, I guess there's this part about this relationship that I have always felt with everyone that the more open we can be, mm-hmm. then hopefully it'll help grow a category as opposed to everyone keeping everything so tight yeah. inside. And, you know, if you think you share anything, then your competition's going to yep. come in on you. Well, uh, when Snack Futures was set up, someone internally who had been like my internal sponsor, my cheerleader, she sent me a text message and said, you need to come up to Chicago. I was in New York and she said, you need to come to Chicago and we need you to present to Tim, who is the chief growth officer. So he was going to be the gatekeeper if anything like major, major (laughs) was going to happen. And I was like, count me in. I'm there. (laughs) So I'm on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I did. I went a few weeks later and it was a brilliant meeting. Uh, And But I guess where I'm going with this is that I had just finished making my business plan and my financial models and I had support with Mm -hmm. that because that was not my area of strength. I have the vision and I have it all in my head, but to have it in a 60-page document and to have it like line-by-line item in the financial modeling of which stores and how many units are going to sell, like that was was beyond me Mm -hmm. as the founder with the background I had. So I worked with some people on that and I took that with me to this meeting and I shared it with them. Yeah. And, yes, we signed off that, you know, I owned IP or yeah. whatever. I shared mm-hmm. them and non-disclosures. But the reality was I gave them my business plan. Yeah. And someone, that, that was a risk. Mm-hmm. But I sort of believed in the relationship enough and I believed in I believed in the value that I brought the company yeah. uh, in being able to execute on the plan that even sharing with them, I didn't really feel like I was just handing over my business plan. I didn't think they would run without me. Yeah, okay. And yeah. the beauty is that they didn't. Fantastic. They, uh, yeah, a few, took it took a few months and yeah. it took a lot of a lot of lawyer discussions, yeah, uh, which is a new experience again. Uh, but we got there, That's and great. Uh, yeah, they Uplift Food was their first minority investment. Yeah, uh, I saw it at Expo West because Tim was presenting yes, at Expo West, and yes. then I heard, hmm. and I went. I know this person. And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah, before I knew it, it was all over the media and was, it's it's great news. Like. Yeah, we were interviewed. So we closed on the Wednesday. I was flying from New York to Expo West. Yeah. I was on the panel with Mondelez yeah. that day uh, with Snack Futures. And so on Wednesday we flew and I was on the plane with uh, connected to the internet yeah. trying to make get everyone happy so that at 1 o'clock when I landed in L.A. I could sign, you know, yeah. digitally sign all the contracts and... And then we had uh, 
it, it wasn't until just say four or five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. that it, that I was told we've closed. And then I get a call like that second from Tim saying, I'm so excited. And then 10 minutes later, we're on a, on a media interview with Forbes to, yeah. and I was Fantastic. like, well, wow, this is happening. And then the next morning we got up on stage at Expo West and, and it was sort of, you know, like when your life's like happening in front of yeah, your eyes, like amazing. it was, I, I still, I was, I was asked once like, what's been the most exciting or the most <laughs> heartwarming moment. And, and I, I think at this point, even yeah. though there's been so much that moment getting up at Expo, Expo West and that announcement being made yeah. was like, wow, yeah, this, this is real. That's right. Cause it's probably someone, <laughs> you probably felt that someone is believing in what you are doing and mm. like, you have a vision yeah. of kind of I'd probably say making people healthier or you, you see the importance of gut health and the connection with so many different yeah. factors and now they believe in it and you've got a platform to to grow yeah. your brand plus also kind of your beliefs so correct yeah, yeah it's it's the the dietitian in me is yeah. so happy Amazing. to see this yeah. shift uh and and i think that's what really caught the attention yeah. out there of the media the fact that a company that has never really focused on this was able to pick a brand that nutrition was our number one pillar yeah you know like Packaging's important, taste is important, mm-hmm. I, I respect all of that. But, you know, when push comes to shove, it was always, for me, it was always going to be that these prebiotics yeah. were at the forefront. And the fact that we could get a company like that to to genuinely, you know, invest in that idea yeah. uh, is is saying something. So, yeah, it, it's very encouraging to me and I'm. it's given me a very strong platform to keep going. Yep. It's not. Uplift food is you not. You can't rest now. Yeah, there's a <laughs> bit more pressure on your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's that's been something I've had to get used to. Yeah, uh, I've always lived my life quite publicly mm. per se um, with my brand, my traveling dietitian brand. But this is now it's pushed me even further yeah. into the spotlight uh, and my brand. Yep. And I guess that just means I don't I don't stop until I see the vision come to life. <laughs> That's amazing. So then they'll support you with the snacking brand and it they'll just give you kind of that support that's needed to to grow your brand. So so it's been interesting the discussions around how they, you know, their role in this. Mm. Uplift Food is not part of their brand yeah. portfolio. I they are they've invested yep. just like I have some other investors as well, including myself. <laughs> uh, but they you know that there's agreements in place Perfect. that where they can they can support uh, some elements of distribution mm. or some elements of just being able to access the expertise that they have internally. Like think about companies that oh. have thousands of people that specialize in such niche areas. It's crazy. Yeah. It, I, I mean, in a startup, you don't usually get access to that. Mm. And the market research that they have access to, like my relationship with the team that's around product development, yeah. uh, it's separate from their corporate leg. It's, it's another okay. division. And just, you know, the expertise that people have in packaging and in consumer understanding and all this stuff, I just think, wow. Yeah, it just leaps frog you a few more years and instead of <laughs> investing a lot of money yourself to then waste it going, oh, I should have chosen a doy bag instead of a paper bag and yeah. people don't understand all the different processes involved uh, and the, the mistakes that are, yeah. The knowledge that they have is is incredible but you think about it for anyone you know if you worked in a particular niche area for years on end you too would have 
that expertise. Yeah. But usually in the startup mode, there's less people involved. It's everything's very lean. Everyone's trying to be sort of a bit of jack of all trades, mm-hmm. and you need to do that. I mean, I've had I have to do yep. that. But being able to just send an email or pick up the phone or send a text message and just say, what does that mean? Yeah. Or can you come on this call? <laughs> what does that acronym mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. and no one makes you feel like stupid. Amazing. You, you just, uh, I have never felt more supported, uh, which is probably the most encouraging mm. piece of this. Uh, you know, time will tell how this all rolls out. But, That's cool. But I... Generally, as someone who's always worked by myself, I've always been a freelancer. I've always, mm. you know, to be able to finally start to feel like there's this kind of army alongside me uh, is is good. That's great. And because you're both based in, well, the brand's based in Australia and America, mm. which country has taken it faster than it? Is there, is there a difference in how the different countries are seeing gut health and your brand or is is one behind the other? Uh, Australia's definitely ahead when okay. it comes to the understanding of gut health yeah. and sort of the progression in the market. Uh, US, we all understand, is a massive market, yeah. so you don't necessarily need as many as large a percentage of the market to understand yeah. your product in order to still create volume. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting as I bring out food products to yeah, see okay, yeah. how that the difference and how that changes things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've selected I'm going to be launching with biscuits, cookies. Yep. There's a little first for everyone here. Yeah, it's not yeah, always public. Well, first, I'm going to tell already. <laughs> yeah. This is but, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that a product like that is like Americans eat cookies. Yeah. You know, like they get cookies. It, they might not get gut health, yeah. but they probably understand that the word probiotic or even as far as consumer research shows, prebiotic is just kind of associated with probiotic, even if they don't understand prebiotic. So to me, like just being able to to get people to know, well, that's better for me. Yeah. And that's I've heard that 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 gut health is important. That might that may be enough as an as one of the early front runners yeah, in that market. A perfect step, yeah, you're is, not scaring the consumer no. who's already eating a cookie. You kind of go, Correct. you can still have your cookie, but yeah. it's just going to help a little. And a exactly, little. so I think that the powder, as an mm. example, the supplement, that's very niche. Yeah. You know, not when you think about the percentage of the world who who makes smoothies yeah. and uses supplements, it, especially like natural well-being sort yeah. of supplements as opposed to just the stock standard mm-hmm. pill form, uh, they it, it opens up the potential consumers yeah. uh, significantly. So, so I think, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how it goes mm. um, in both countries. Uh, my, my intention was, given I'm on the ground in America, was to launch the U.S. food products first yeah uh having said that there's been quite a bit of interest from people manufacturers distributors etc in australia to support me doing it here so i am exploring that uh, a little bit of flying back and forth then (laughs) i i usually go four to five times a year yeah crazy crazy Uh, (laughs) get those uh flight uh bonus points you'd think if i stuck with one airline (laughs) (laughs) that's cool and Going like to finish off, like looking at the retail world in Australia, like I'm always, I put my nutrition hat on and kind of look at probiotics and prebiotics in products and go, are they being genuine? Mm. What's your views on on that kind yeah. of to because it's all well and good put plastering it on um, a packet, mm-hmm. but I want to know 
is there any goodness yeah. in that? So, well, I've always been someone who quite publicly uh, speaks about the fact that, as an example, kombucha, mm. which has probiotics in it, does not necessarily mean that those probiotics make their way to your gut and therefore have a beneficial probiotic effect on you. So just because something is fermented yeah. with probiotics does not mean that it will have a probiotic benefit yeah. to the consumer. So I think that there's elements there that people need to be really mindful of yeah. uh, and and know that they can trust the manufacturer, the brand mm-hmm. that's selling the products. Uh, when it comes to prebiotics, uh, there is different types of prebiotics and yeah. they all have different doses that are required to have a benefit. Uh, and a lot of the time people just include an ingredient mm-hmm. that has a prebiotic in it, but it doesn't necessarily have a prebiotic benefit um, because there's not enough yeah. you know, of that particular type. And so I, I think... I think it's great from a education standpoint yeah. that these words are even getting out there. I think it's going to come down to when you're buying a product, look at if the brand genuinely is focused on that, understands that, who's behind the brand, look at the ingredients mm-hmm. list and ask questions. This is the reason why as a dietitian I shifted into product development was because I was so curious. Every time I got off a plane in any country, anywhere, I would go straight to a grocery store or mm-hmm. supermarket, flip over in a pack, try even if it wasn't in English, I'd be trying to work out yeah. ingredients and nutrition information panels and call me, you know, nerdy, whatever you want. That was I was so excited mm. by that. And it was through reading that I started to work out, oh, that ingredient must be causing that effect that ingredient must be doing that and then i'd ring the manufacturers and i'd ask them lots of questions and i'd get them to prove me you know (laughs) with all the science and uh funnily enough a lot of those suppliers or manufacturers have ended up being colleagues of mine now who some are suppliers (laughs) of my company so they didn't block your number I think people were taken aback that there was a dietitian that was so curious yeah. about these ingredients and assuming they're as good as they say they are, then they had nothing to hide. Yeah. And when there was, well, then I probably pushed them a bit more <laughs> to have a bit more integrity. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, well, it's it's not hard to, to find you these days. Like, I, I see you most days on LinkedIn. Hi. I even found, what was funny is I was searching for a recipe a couple of weeks ago and I was scrolling, I was like, oh, this is, I think, a jackfruit recipe. Yeah. And I was scrolling, and I went, hold on a minute, and then looked at the website and went, oh, it's you. <laughs> like it was from the tra- it was a travelling dietitian website. <laughs> I went, she's everywhere. So for everyone listening, mm. how can they find more about you, Yeah. more about Uplift? And, sure. yeah. So... Travelling Dietitian is my screen name. Mm-hmm. So travellingdietitian.com on Instagram, I'm there as Travelling Dietitian. Uh, my LinkedIn, I'm very active as well. So for mm-hmm. professional communities, I'd recommend joining me there. Definitely. I'm uh, also learning about the gut health. Like I think I've learned more about gut health <laughs> from your articles than I did in four years at university. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> and then Uplift Food is, for Australians, is upliftfood.com.au. Mm-hmm. And if you have international listen- listeners uh, in the US, it's upliftfood.com. Global, global listeners. Yeah. <laughs> global listeners. Well, currently only only selling in US and Australia. Yeah, I do get requests for New Zealand, which I do organise as mm-hmm. one-offs and, and England and things like I'll that. Do, I do. I help out. <laughs> Good work. So there's a few ways that people can get to you. And I'll put in the show notes uh, some links. And it's been an absolute pleasure learning about who you are and 
the the start of Uplift and how it's gone on and uh, I can't wait to see yeah I can't mm-hmm. wait to see the cookies and um, the the next phase of products to come in so thank you very much firstly congratulations thank you very much thank you